0: All right, up and Adam here at the beginning of the show with meteorologist John Lindsay because this weather has been very, even for the weather that we've been having, some very unusual weather. And I saw a text from somebody in San Diego that was like, "Did you guys just have a tornado?" And I was just coming out of an appointment, like, "What is going on?" And I had uh, talked to Trisha from Slo County News, and she is so good about covering things and getting things verified, and she knew what was up and just waiting for word. And, you know, shout out to Trisha because she does such a great job. She really reminds me of like Slow Stringer from back in the day. The first person I thought of, and thank goodness he picks up my phone call, John Lindsay, meteorologist. John Lindsay, can you sort out what went down in the five cities Grover Beach yesterday? And was it indeed, even with all the damage, was it a tornado?
1: Well, you know, yesterday afternoon, we actually received notifications on our smartphones that there was a tornado warning and that to take shelter as soon as possible. And it, it was very intense cold front that swept through the central coast and uh, produced a very strong winds and, and intense rain. And uh, sure enough, looked at the Doppler radar, And I can see why the National Weather Service had issued a tornado warning. There's the classic signatures, uh, a comma, on the Doppler radar that signifies tornadic activity. And quite the cold front, that's for sure. And we believe that uh, one of these funnel clouds had actually uh, touched ground in Grover Beach, which would be classified as a tornado at that point.
0: Wow! Because it's so funny. Because you will look at your your radar. You'll look at all your info, and it will tell you X, Y, and Z. What are What does the National Weather Service need to actually do beyond the textbook, you know, checked boxes? to really establish after the fact, yes, that was indeed a tornado.
1: Sure, because it could have been a macroburst, which could be associated with one of these supercells, or it could have been a tornado. Back in May of 1998, we had a tornado in Fredericksburg, Kentucky in San Luis Obispo, and the National Weather Service came out Actually, a tornado came through our neighborhood at 0500 in the morning. The National Weather Service came out, oh, it was about 10 o'clock in the morning. And by looking at the rotation, the, the circular motion of the debris field they classified it as a as a f-zero tornado
0: wow i appreciate you so much john Lindsay, meteorologist talking about what has been going on with this tornado watch and then what transpired with the weather john Lindsay, I can't thank you enough for being so willing to jump on the phone with me it means so much to listeners and of course me thanks for being up and out of man
1: hey well thank you adam and thank you for being there it's, it's a pleasure to be on your show
2: Community content from Concentrate. You're up and Adam with Adam Montiel. Some say, life is where it begins. Straight to the stars is where it is. Yes, some say, life is just where it begins. Straight to the stars is where it ends. Only to start again.
0: Let's do it Thursday. Thank you for being up and Adam. My name is Adam Montiel. What a show today. Tune in as we unravel the chilling mysteries behind Murder 101. It's a podcast where we're going to interview educator Alex Campbell, discover the gripping story of how high school students uncovered a 30-year-old cold case led by their passionate teacher, Mr. Campbell, in a small Tennessee town. Get ready for an interview that delves into the depths of investigations, emotional resilience, and the power of unconventional education methods. I'm excited about that. We're also getting ready to debut this weekend, Slow Cow Sessions. It is going to be some content that peels the layers back on independent artists on the Central Coast with conversation, live performances. Our first episode, Moonshiner Collective, we had Dan Curcio on the show the other day. We're going to have some parts that we didn't even get a chance to play, some really in-depth looks got a really cool conversation this weekend, including two more live performances that were done at the Lobro Studios and every day this weekend celebrating Dan's brand new EP called Reason to Believe. We are releasing an unreleased song off that EP. It won't even come out until March 15th. And we are doing a song every day. So it's been really, really fun. Today, we have a song called Mom Jeans. I love it. He's performing live at Rod and Hammer Rock, formerly known as Slow Brew Rock, March 22nd. You can go to moonshinercollective.com for that. Of course, Moonshiner Collective, much loved here by us. He is the artist behind the theme song that you hear at the beginning of this show every day. Lo fi headlines include Taylor Swift and her planes and those monitoring them. A longevity expert's got five healthy habits that take five minutes or less that are really important. And we got some Super Bowl news. Before we jump into our lo-fi headlines, let's thank our friends at the General Store, Paso, offering local goods, handpicked gifts, a curated cookbook selection, and the best for your pantry and home. They're helping out Echo Homeless this month with their Spread the Warmth campaign, looking for brand new twin-sized blankets or sheets. You could drop them off right at the General Store across in the park downtown. There's also a link in the show notes if you want to hit up the Amazon wish list Again, across the street from the park, downtown Paso, they're open daily 11 to 6 and 10 to 6 on the weekends. Follow them on Insta at General Store Paso. Up in Adams, slow-fi headlines. Well, Taylor Swift recently bid farewell to one of her private jets, according to the FAA. The Dassault Falcon 900, once under her holding company, now belongs to a Missouri-based entity. Who knows? Maybe Travis Kelsey bought it. The details of the transaction remain undisclosed, but a new Dassault 900 commands a $44 $44 million price tag. Swift's remaining fleet includes a Dassault 7X, much larger, registered under her production company, capable of accompanying up to 16 passengers for longer flights. Definitely the kind of plane you're going to need when you're trying to get to the Super Bowl in Vegas from your concert the night before in Tokyo. Fans have been speculating about her travel arrangements. They suggest she may opt for even chartering a plane to not be kind of followed, because Swift's private jet Usage has drawn some criticism in the past over concerns about carbon emissions. Her flights have garnered attention, especially from Jack Sweeney. He's a college student who tracks and publishes her flight data. Swift's legal team recently sent Sweeney a cease and desist letter alleging stalking and harassment over the publicized information. The incident highlights the delicate balance between a celebrity's right to privacy and then the public's access to, well, public information and transparency. All these things with the FAA are very public, especially, but in the era of social media and heightened security, she has had some real stalking situations and I could see why this would be a concern for her. Jack Sweeney and his lawyer, they have not budged since, and who knows, she might be filing a lawsuit. We'll see. All right, a longevity expert suggests that just five minutes a day could potentially add years to your life. Here's some simple practices that can enhance your health and prolong your lifespan. One, habit stacking. Starting a new habit can be challenging, but attaching it to an existing one can make it easier. For instance, you could incorporate mindfulness into your morning coffee routine or practice gratitude while brushing your teeth. How about micro-meditations? This is number two. Taking a brief moment to check in with yourself, it can be highly beneficial. One simple technique involves focusing on your breath. Inhale for a four count, hold for seven, exhale for eight. Those breathing apps on your phone or your Apple watch, they work good too. Five minute workouts. Research indicates that even short bursts of regular exercise can have anti-aging effects. Use breaks from work to do exercises like squats, wall sits, brisk walks, which can really significantly improve your overall well-being. Number four, social interaction. Instead of mindlessly scrolling through your phone at night, reach out to a friend or loved one connecting with others. It can boost oxytocin levels known as that feel-good hormone, which possesses anti-inflammatory properties. And finally, remembering what matters. Cultivating a sense of purpose is associated with a longer and more fulfilling life. Spend a few minutes today reflecting on your passions, what truly matters to you. This practice can not only extend your lifespan, but also enrich your life experiences. Good list here. And finally, in our lo headlines, not many things bigger than the Super Bowl, and That's even before Taylor Swift got in the middle of things. According to a new American Gaming Association survey, a record 67.8 million Americans are expected to bet on the Super Bowl. That's 26% of U.S. adults. That's also a 35% increase from last year. Overall, people plan to wager a total of 23.1 billion bucks on the Super Bowl, which is up 16 billion from last year. 46% of gamblers will make wagers online, 36% will just put some money up casually with friends. 24% will participate in maybe an office pool, like those squares, 14% go through an actual bookie, and 11% of people place bets at a physical sports book. For the record, bettors are nearly split on the outcome of the game with 47% plan on betting on the Kansas City Chiefs, 44% on the Niners, I imagine because the Niners are favored. So sometimes you see sometimes betting on the opposite because people wanna make a little bit more money. All right, finally, in Super Bowl news, what is the Super Bowl without the commercials? A 30-second ad during Sunday's game costs about seven million bucks, which is around the same as last year. Last year's game was watched by 115 million people, and with Taylor Swift on hand this year, who knows? Companies continue to tease, and in some cases, outright spoil their Super Bowl ads. We've talked about this before, how like, the thing now is to almost get more yardage out of the ad by releasing it days before. Here are the latest. Uber Eats has already teased an ad with David and Victoria Beckham, who revealed that Jennifer Aniston would also be in it. Well, the ad is here, and it includes David Schwimmer, Jelly Roll, and Mr. Halftime himself, Ursher Baby. Bud Light's back in business. They got Peyton Manning, Post Malone, UFC boss Dana White, and a T-Rex for their new ad, which is pretty funny. Dove has got a great ad too, aiming to keep girls in sports with some uh, videos of real girls playing sports, and then it kind of slows down and gets a little bit more. The knocks don't stop girls playing sports, low body confidence does, and it shows a young woman who is in the mirror, um, you know, worried about herself in the mirror. 45% of girls quit sports. Together we can keep them in the game, join the body confident. Keep her confident hashtag, that is from Dove. Uh, Anthony Hopkins plays a mascot for Stoke Cold Brew Coffee. So lots going on with the commercials as well, Super Bowl 58 this Sunday. All right, before we get into our interview with Alex Campbell, thanks to Dow Vineyards. You ever consider joining the club over at Dow? Well, now is the time. Access exclusive wine, special pricing, and unforgettable events just for you, like the Member Sunset Series, Members on the Mountain, their Artisan's Dinner Table, It's all waiting for you at Dow Vineyards. Join the club. Let's raise a glass together. DowVineyards.com. Up in Adams. Lo-fi headlines. All right, Alex Campbell, the extraordinary educator behind the captivating podcast Murder 101. In the heart of a small Tennessee town, Alex led a group of high school students through a gripping investigation that unraveled a 30-year-old mystery surrounding a local serial killer. Against all odds, these students, under Alex's guidance, pieced together evidence and identified the perpetrator behind six brutal killings. Now, despite the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation supporting their theory, no charges have been filed against the murderer. Alex Campbell, a multi-time Teacher of the Year recipient, is known for his passion for project-based learning and authentic experiences in education. He has tirelessly championed unconventional teaching methods to empower young minds, challenging the traditional boundaries of schooling, Through Murder 101, Alex not only delves into the complexities of the investigation, but also explores the emotional and ethical dimensions of involving students in such a profound and risky undertaking. I'm excited now to delve deeper into Alex's journey, the impact on his students, and really the, the lessons learned from his extraordinary educational practices. Alex, thank you so much for being up and at him. I'm a school teacher. This is late. Yeah, <laughs> right now this whole case is just fantastic. I'm curious. You know, as a teacher, how did you really navigate the ethical considerations of involving students in such a high stakes and you know potentially you know kind of it's a crazy endeavor that you got them into? But it's fascinating how it all happened.
3: Yeah, um, you know there was some concern. You know, I talked it over with my principal, but I think sometimes we think that teenagers live a sheltered life, or they never. Hear or think about murder or death. But, I mean, to be honest, they're, they're surrounded with it, media, social media, music, whatever. The difference is we get to talk about it in my class in a realistic way, not something stylized on TV. The impacts of it, I'm there, I'm, a, I'm an adult, I can support them, we can bring in experts and, and really process it the right way. So, you know, I really, I really don't really worry about those things because, I mean, I'm around 900 teenagers every day. I know the world they grow up in, and I think they can handle it with some maturity.
0: You know, how did you personally cope, Alex, with the emotional toll of uncovering details about these murders and thus the perpetrator? Yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, I was talking to my
3: wife one day about an interview I would had with one of the victim's sisters, and she was telling me a little bit about the family life that they had and how terrible it was. And my wife said, like, you're just going to have to walk away from this. It's too dark, you know. But, um, but it does, but you know what I I try, it doesn't make me dark. I don't, I don't think, I think what it helps me understand is that, man, I grew up with a very blessed, privileged life. The things I didn't experience, I didn't even know happened. And, you know, my students teach me this every day. I have lots of students who come with lots of struggles, but learning about these women and what they dealt with, uh, really helps me understand that. You know what? Not everybody grew up with my fairy tale life. And, you know, what? because everybody grows up differently, they become a different person. They make different choices. So I think it's helped me be a better person by just understanding more about what people deal with.
0: Now, how did this kind of come up with your class? And then I'm curious, you know, the fact that that perpetrator, they're they're identified, but nothing's happened since.
3: Uh, Yeah. So really uh, myself and I had a criminal justice
0: teacher teaching just down the
3: hall from me and we were talking about, you know, class and stuff. And we actually decided to tag team our classes on a local murder that had gone unsolved, And it was from the eighties, redheaded girl, teenager, white, young, small thrown out beside the road. Uh, Basically what I found was that that was not uncommon in the eighties. This happened all the time in and around Tennessee. So after we did some work with that case, which wasn't related to one serial killer, but after we did that work, I, I wanted, I was intrigued, you know, What about all these other murders? What about these murders that I've never heard of, even though I've lived here my whole life? How are they going to get solved if nobody remembers them?
0: And what can the students do to help? You know, I'm so curious, what role did open communication and really trust in you as a teacher play in maintaining the emotional well-being of both you and your students throughout an investigation heavy like this?
3: You know, that's something that's that's very important. I've never gotten that question before, but it is important as a teacher. What you have to do as a teacher, well, let me start with this. Many times teachers portray themselves as the expert. We have all the answers. We've got the college degree. I'm wearing the fancy clothes. You know, just trust me, I know it all. <laughs> but the truth is, uh, I think the best teaching comes when you say, look, I know a lot about teaching. I can structure things and set these things up and find you resources and figure out who's struggling. But really, we're going to go on this journey together. And we're going to learn things together. And so uh, I think the kids are really open to that. They understand like, oh, wait, he, he's learning as he goes. That's what he's asking me to do. And actually, I find that my students work a lot better when they realize that I have to change timetables and I make mistakes and I change my mind. Because that's really what we're asking them to do. And for us to be open to that really actually helps the, the teacher-student relationship.
0: You know, you travel the country sharing uh, your passion for project based learning. Of course, folks might know you from the 10 lessons that will get you fired, but you must teach immediately. I love that. And when I look back into my life growing up, whether it was, shoot, I mean, elementary, uh, junior high, high school, there are teachers that just, I mean, one of my my third grade teacher, I'm still tight with, you know what I mean? It's like men and women who do what you do. You make such an impact when you take things really out of the box. And, you know, sometimes it's not even about like in the box, out of the box. It's just like, screw the box. How have you kind of molded your, you know, instructional kind of MO to, um, how has that evolved through all this? Because you are definitely a different breed and an exciting breed of teacher.
3: Well, when I was young, I, I don't know if we ever really did a lot of projects growing up. Um, I, I feel, I, I remember feeling bored in school. I wasn't mean, I don't think, <laughs> maybe a little mischievous because I don't think I was bored, right? Mm-hmm. I wanted to be challenged. I wanted to feel like I had meaning. When I became a teacher, uh, I didn't have those skills. I knew what I had been taught, I knew what I had experienced. But once I got my feet under me, I realized like I was going to get bored with just doing the bold word. So, I began to look for ways to do it. And I thought I'd found this amazing thing, you know, doing projects and then you get out there and you figure out like there's been nonprofits and, and profits like teaching teachers how to do this for decades. I just wasn't aware of it. But I think the difference with what I try to do is that I want to do projects, which a lot of people do, but I want my projects to be able to help somebody. At the end of the semester, I want us to say, I did this project and this person got help. And so that's the thing, like when the students see the human connection, that's when it really becomes real for them.
0: You know, you mentioned, you know, your background a little bit and your privilege. Can you discuss any moments where you had to kind of confront your own emotional biases uh, or assumptions or even address some of your students during the investigation?
3: Yeah, one thing that I often asked, and I think the students ask too, is like, what kind of family lets their loved one go missing for 30 years and doesn't report them missing. Yeah. And we kept saying that, like what, what kind of messed up families are these? But then when some of the women were identified and we began to talk to their families, what we learned is that many of them did report them missing and the police didn't put any value on that. One lady had experienced some, uh, some mental instability. She'd been institutionalized a couple of times. Her and her husband had split up two or three times. You know, cops say things like, well, she's run away before we're not going to waste time on that. Or you know what? She doesn't love you. If she wants to live with somebody else, we're not going to waste time on that. And so what we found out is that some people experience justice very differently in our system. And it's not always, oh, how can those families be so messed up? Many times it's, although they come from different families with different circumstances, they still love this person. It's sometimes they just can't get the resources that other people can
0: get. You know, looking back, what advice would you give to educators who may be, you know, may consider undertaking similar projects that involve students, but in real world, emotionally challenging investigations? I mean, my advice is to just do it. You know, there's a million reasons why.
3: I didn't learn that way. They didn't teach me that in college. I don't know if I can really do it. What if we mess up? What if we don't solve the crime? Whatever. Uh, What if the kids see me as not the expert because I have to bring in other experts who cares? Just give it a try. That's what I say to them. Try it. And you know what? My first project wasn't the greatest project in the world, but I got better and I learned and I saw the impact. I I don't share this with a lot of people, but I'm an addict. I am addicted to giving kids authentic learning experiences because they love it. But you know what? I love it too. And I get to go on the journey with them. And I could never go back to bold word worksheet, chapter review, question teaching I think I would quit in a week. I want to have those experiences, too. And maybe, you know, that's my greed. I I want some of those experiences, too. (laughs) But once you get them, you can't go back. You
0: can't. Alex Campbell is a multi-time Teacher of the Year recipient. He is uh, up and at him now. Uh, the podcast available on iHeart and uh, where where you get your podcast called Murder One Hundred One, where his class you know figured out this murder investigation. You know we've talked to uh, you know we're close with the folks off the Your Own Backyard podcast. We really are into this this true crime you know thread that that is huge and and the way that you're using it to enlighten your students and get them in critical thinking. I mean, look what you did with this man. This is incredible, Alex. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. It's been great.
3: Like, I don't know. I feel like you got a background in education. You asked some great questions and I hope people can take some things about that. But I also appreciate you lifting up the good work of my students. And number two, we have to keep these women out there. They deserve justice. One doesn't have her name back. And five, these cases haven't been solved officially by the police. And we got to do that work. So thank you for
0: your part. Alex, it's awesome, man. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for the great conversation. And thank you, Michael. I
3: enjoyed it so much. Anytime I could talk to you again, I'm down for it.
0: something, huh? Alex Campbell. The podcast is called Murder 101. Check it out. And I encourage you, if you do like it, leave a rating, a review, and let them know you heard it on the Up and Atom show. All right, don't forget, we are debuting another song from the now unreleased EP of Moonshiner Collective. doesn't come out to the public until March 15th. We're going to debut another song from this upcoming EP, exclusively released to us here on Up and Atom. We'll do that after the show close in a matter of moments. Speaking of Moonshiner Collective, we'd love to thank them for their participation in the show. Original music start again. Stream them wherever you get your music. Learn more, moonshinercollective.com. And that's where you go get your tickets to see them perform live March 22nd at Rod and Hammer Rock, formerly Slow Brew Rock. Also on adamonteal.com, your chance to win some free coffee from our new family member Barometer Barometer Coffee not just your average Joe they are roasting with a purpose five unique roasts made right here in San Luis Obispo super premium small batch coffee find them on Instagram at barometercoffeeco. go to adamontill.com right on the homepage and win some alright back tomorrow have a wonderful rest of your day my name is Adam Montiel. thank you so much for being up in Adam
2: Start again. Let's start again. We'll start again. Let's start again. Slow Cal
0: Sessions.
3: Now Moonshiner Collective and their song Mom Jeans.
2: Sunlight in the summer of 93. Not a goddamn care in the world or a pool that hadn't housed your pee. Slip sliding towards the glory days of pop rocks and Nintendo screens. Never knew how good you had it before you even. Back then, mom, jeans now nah, these cycles really trip me out. And I don't know if it's still right to say right as if we'd ever cut. Plastic weapons and cheap flashlights For all that sings in the darkness Under your bed each night And how the hell could we have known The whistling outside Wasn't a murderous clown Or that rat thing from Princess Bride bringing back them mom jeans now these cycles really trip me out i don't know if it's still right and say right as if we'd ever come kitchen table leftover pizza from Chuck E. Cheese stuff in your face before a day full of chasing the kids from around the street as a 90's kid should be you were messy and wild and free. lost in the times where your parents drank wine and rambled drunk philosophy. Bringing back them mom jeans now. These cycles really trip me out, and I don't know if it's still right to say right, as if we'd ever cut it out. Bringing back them mom jeans now. These cycles really trip me out, and I don't know if it's still right to say right. If we'd ever cut it out, as if we'd ever cut it out, as if we'd ever cut it out, as if we'd ever cut.